freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome to Gun Freedom Radio, where we educate, we engage, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Today's theme is Don't Hear What I'm Not Saying. Now, Mm. Cheryl, (laughs) come on, explain. All right. Well, one of one of our very good friends and pastor of Camelback Community Church in Glendale, Arizona, James Corden, he uses that phrase a lot. You know, don't hear what I'm not saying. And usually I tease him and I say, you know, James, I'm a woman. So that's exactly what you're supposed to hear. Just, you know, read my mind already. Right. Have you have you mastered that yet, Dan? Uh, I'm, no. <laughs> He just left the room. You're I don't know what happened. You're way off here if you think that I, <laughs> I could read your mind. All right. But today, getting back to the topic, today, you know, I felt like it, it's a fitting theme because there are those of us that are, are pro-rights, okay? But we so often purposely get misrepresented. We so often purposely get misquoted and I think that we need to begin every sentence as my friend James does sometimes you know listen don't hear what I'm not saying and then launch into what it is we're we're really trying to get across to people you know sometimes it's the mischaracterization it even comes from pro-rights people or groups in our own communities we too often take a defensive posture so that anything that even hints of a critique or sounds like something we might not agree with takes on a life of its own and pretty soon we are 10 miles down the road on a tangent of our own imaginings. You know, it's bad enough when it comes from the anti-groups that, that really want to twist everything we say, but when it comes from a pro-rights group and we start attacking each other, it really makes me crazy. Um, so other times, you know, we see something else happened. We see people attribute heroic qualities to actions that politicians make, kind of like that Senate floor sit-in that happened not so long ago, and they're undeserved. So even more than a theme for today's show, I'd like to challenge each and every listener I'm talking to you right now. As you engage the world and the media and the politicians... And as we introduce you to some of our awesome lineup of guests today, who I'm sure would all join me in asking you to hear us on our own terms and don't hear what we're not saying. I think I understand now, okay. or at least I think I understand what I, <laughs> you're not saying. Okay? <laughs> anyway. Just ponder on it a while. It'll, it'll first, come around to we've you. We've got some great guests today. Our first hour, we have Jeff Flake. He's a U.S. Senator and co-author of H.R. 2578. We also have Andy and Nancy Jeannie. They're uh, from Rudy's Barbecue Grill. Mm, and w- yummy. You need, to, you need to know these people. I mean, they have done so much for this community. Uh, they've helped wounded warriors, all kinds of things. So w- you do want to pay attention to that segment. We have Nikki Stollard. She's a trans woman, pink pistol, LGBT gun club spokeswoman. Our second hour, we have and Amanda Okafer. She's the author of Bearing Article, Bearing Arms Article. Black America isn't buying your gun control lies, Congressman Lewis. Ooh, feisty. I, I need to know about that one. Mm-hmm. And She's David awesome. Cole. He's a former U.S. Army officer, police officer, and SWAT officer, and co- contributor to Ken Blanchard's Black Man with the Gun website. And of course, we have our responsibly armed citizen report and Dan's tip of the week. Oh, we're going to do that again today. You know what? We we try to do that every week, Dan. So you know. I wish I had more notice. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's like Christmas. Wait, it's in December again? I love that. Dave Ramsey says that all the time, and it cracks me up every single time. So, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited uh, about the guests we have coming up. I, I think that it's going to be an interesting show of, of kind of like contradictive things, you know? Go ahead. Well, Cheryl, you know, this, this is pre-recorded. Yes. Oh, right. We did have to pre-record this because we are in Washington, D.C. right now. Mm-hmm. And Cheryl is speaking on the Capitol lawn. So we couldn't be both places at the same time. So so true. So today, while we're sitting in the studio, it's Thursday, June 30th. So if something happens, some big news story happens between now and July 9th when this will air... Um, we're not ignoring it. We're not sticking our head in the sand. We just, um, we didn't know about it because it hasn't happened yet. See, there's more of that. Don't hear what I'm not saying. It's so, it's like twisted around. So if like, it's <laughs> if maybe Hillary got arrested or it's something, like time travel. we wouldn't be able to report on that, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. Well, you never know. Never know. Could. All right. Well, I want you guys to stick around because coming up right after these messages is our Arizona U.S. Senator Jeff Flake. Now, we are an Arizona-based show, but we are nationwide. We are worldwide. And the bill that he helped to co-author does affect the nation. It's the H.R. 2578. It's part of that no-fly, no-buy um hoopla craziness that that was going on but he his take on it i believe i'm going to let him speak for himself is that so if we have to have a list then these are the requirements that need to be met to have the no fly no buy list people are still upset they're still angry i'm hoping he's going to be able to kind of sort some of that out for us um but uh stick around to meet senator jeff flake When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com, or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. Um. 
Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And today we are excited and honored to speak to U.S. Senator Jeff Flake, who is a senator here from our home state of Arizona. Are you with us, Senator? I am. Thanks for having me on. Oh, we're very excited. Thank you so much. I know you guys are super busy and getting ready to come up on a break, I think, right? Uh, We are. We'll have a short break and then... uh We'll be back here for most of July and then a longer break after that. Very good. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. And, you know, we are a local Arizona show. We're we're based out of uh, a studio in Scottsdale. But we are a nationwide show as well because we're on a web-based radio network. And so we, you know, we're talking to, to both audiences, really, our local people here, but then people across the nation. And so um, tell us just a little bit about yourself. I know you've been our Senator since, what, two, 2013? That's right. I was in the House of Representatives for 12 years uh, just prior to that, and then Senator Kyle retired, and I ran for for this seat and uh, was fortunate to win it. Well, I, and I just, I'm excited because I've got a chance to, to meet you. My husband and I both came to D.C. in February, and we were kind of laughing at ourselves because we're like, you know, he's got to spend some time in Arizona, but we flew all the way to D.C. to, to come visit your, <laughs> your Well, I do. I've, I, uh, I've come back to Arizona every weekend, and I was raised up north in Snowflake, uh, a rural area on a, on a ranch. And so uh, I, that's where my heart is still. We live in Mesa now. Um, and raised our kids there. True Arizona guy. And, you know, as a past executive director of the Goldwater Institute, um, now here in Arizona, we know what that is. It's a think tank for people that, that have libertarian leanings, okay? So you're, you basically come from, from the, the kind of people that say, we want the government as far out of our personal lives as possible, right? So Well, you- certainly. That, uh, Senator, Senator Goldwater lent his name to it, and the it kind of follows his uh, kind of independent libertarian philosophy. Yeah, and so you know that does fit right in because you you have the R next to your name, re- Republican, right? Right. Um, and so I assume that you personally prefer to minimize any government control that you possibly can. But how does that factor into representing? a people, a citizenry, a constituency, when there's people in Arizona from every conceivable political leaning? How, how does that all work together? Well, obviously, you, you don't, uh, once you're elected, you represent the entire state, and uh, you can't say, I just represent Republicans, or, um, or, you know, others just represent Democrats. You have to represent everybody. But you take with you, certainly, the philosophy that... Uh, that you had and that you ran on and the platform that you ran on and then you you do your best to uh to vote your conscience uh, but also knowing that you you can't get too far away from what your constituents want because uh, there's an election coming up in the house every two years and in the senate every six so i think the founding fathers set a pretty pretty darn good system and, and i think that the you know the representative democracy uh, works well, uh, and uh, you know it stood the test of time for 200 years, and we've got a long way to go, I think. Definitely, definitely, and you know I I think that I love that you talked about how you grew up in Snowflake and you live in Mesa now, because I think people often forget that uh, the people that sit in the the Senate seats up there on you know the hill right there in in Washington D.C. they're you're real people. Right. Go figure. Right. You're, you're a real live person. You you've got a family. You, you've got a wife. You've got kids at home. And somehow when we start battling and fighting and, and arguing over policies and ideals, I think people really forget that. And so then from the constituency side, not specifically being your constituent, but, you know, the citizenry across the nation, I think we start feeling like our representatives also forget that we're human beings, right? And so somehow we start losing the face of each other, and, and it's so much easier to become adversarial. What, what do you think we can do on, from a constituency point of view to, to help with that relationship? Well, 
one thing, it's, it's much easier today uh, to find out exactly what we're working on back here. And you can know, you know, just by getting on the internet, uh, what we're voting on that day, uh, what hearings we have. Most of them are streamed live. It's uh, it's much tougher for representatives back here to to hide a vote or a position mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's known immediately. And and I would encourage people to to use every every avenue they they can to find out uh, what's going on with what issue and and how they're being represented. Represented. What I always tell people is, you know, with all of the um, media outlets, and you know, we got cable with hundreds of channels, and you've got uh, the internet where you can go to websites or uh, YouTube and watch things that have just happened, or things that are streamed live on Periscope, or mm-hmm. uh, so many uh, tools. Uh, yet uh, some people just will take one source and uh, stick with that source all day. And uh, sometimes that 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 leads to a little uh, kind of a sheltered view, and because some people will tend to think that everybody thinks like that. That echo uh, so chamber. I would, I, I would, yeah, I would certainly encourage people to to uh, to change the channel uh, every once in a while, to to uh, you know look at uh, what the other side is saying, if only to know what they're you know where they're coming from, mm-hmm. and 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 just to realize that uh, that you know it's it's. It would be easy to just, uh, you know, pick one source and stick with it as a representative. Uh, but uh, I can tell you, you you wouldn't last long in Congress, one term, mm-hmm. if you didn't consider that you represent a far broader constituency uh, than you might think. True, true. Senator, my name is Dan Todd, and, uh, you know, I'm Cheryl's uh, co-host here. And, <laughs> and husband. I, I have a question for you. How, what's the best way for people to get their opinions to you so that you know how to represent us best? Well, it's, you can go right on to Jeff, just jeffflake.gov and, uh, or just type Jeff Flake into a Google search, or flake.senate.gov is the official one, and uh, that goes right to my website if you want to type an email to me uh, right there or give a message. That's a quick way to do it. Uh, or pick up the phone and just call 202 Two two four four five two one is the, the Senate number here. I know because I, I did an internship in this office, uh, you know, about 30 years ago. It was the same. This was when Senator DeConcini was here, and then Senator well. Kyle, and then me, and, and, and I answered. I answered uh, that same phone, that same number, hmm. as an intern, and so, <clears throat> so I know that that's one one way to reach your congressman as well, or attend uh, a town hall um, or uh, public meetings that are held, uh, find out when uh, those are being held in the state, around the state, and, and uh, you know, that, that's a, a good way as well to get your questions answered and your voice heard. Well, the reason why I ask this is there's so much talk going around about this no-fly zone right. and buying guns, and there's so many opinions on it. And that's why I brought it up. Just well, and you're yeah. getting pushback from both sides. So right. what, what do you think that's about? Like, tell us just a little bit about that. You bet. Well, I, I am a believer in the Second Amendment. I grew up uh, with firearms. I, I, I am a gun owner. And I take my Second Amendment rights seriously. And I, I think that, uh, that that's just something that uh, when you're elected to Congress, you... you uh, affirm that you'll defend the Constitution, and that's a constitutional right. Uh, with every constitutional right, obviously, there are responsibilities and there are, are regulations that we live with. Um, and with regard to guns, obviously, not everybody can walk around with a fully automatic weapon or grenade launchers or things. We, we set certain limits. And one thing that we have, have uh, thought that is proper is to have some background checks, for example, to make sure that uh, criminals uh, or those who are mentally unstable uh, don't have easy access to weapons. And with regard to those, particularly during this time, we have a war on terrorism, and this is a war that's going to last for a long time to come. We've got to take special precautions uh, because uh, one terrorist could uh, wreak a lot of havoc, and some have, with access to weapons. So there are obviously lists that the government puts together to try to determine who should be prohibited 
uh, from having a weapon. There's a list of uh, those who've had criminal offenses and everything else. And we do have a list called uh, a terror watch list. This is a broad list that all the the uh, intelligence agencies put a lot of names into. Um, a lot of these names aren't attached to a birth date or a social security number. It's a very incomplete list uh, that contains over a million names where somebody might suspect somebody of uh, having terrorist ties or, or whatever else. They're put into this list. Now, some of my friends on the other side of the aisle, uh, like Senator Feinstein, have said, we ought to use that list, that big terror watch list, and say that anybody on that list uh, would not be able to, to purchase a weapon. Or the AG, the Attorney General, should have the right to deny a gun sale to anybody on that list. Uh, I think most of us, particularly who defend the Second Amendment, say that's far too broad a list. And, but there are some individuals that do have links to terrorism that we definitely do want to prohibit from having a gun. And I would uh, submit that, that that list is the no-fly list. And then there's an ancillary of that, uh, something called the selectee list. Now, some people will maybe conflate that list with the other or think that because they got pulled out of the line for additional screening, uh, random screening, that they're somehow on that list. That, that's not the case. This is a very small, well-defined list now that has about 80,000 individuals on it, the no-fly list, of which only about 840 are American. And most of those Americans are living overseas. So it's a small list, and the selectee list has an, about another 1,700 Americans, again, most of whom are overseas. But uh, we, what, the legislation that to myself and a a group of Republicans and Democrats said that we would support is one that uh, allowed the Attorney General to prohibit a gun sale for those on the no-fly list and the selectee list. And again, these are names that are, are these are lists that are populated by the intelligence agencies, not the Attorney General. Mm -hmm. So it's not a political list. And, you and if, and, go oh, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. Um, and if there was uh, a reason, for any reason, if somebody found themselves on that list and they didn't belong there, then you've got to have due process. Right. That's, that's a, a constitutional principle that we believe in. And so in this case, um, if you found yourself on that list, and, and it's very unlikely that that anybody would. Most of, or virtually all of these names are of the Americans on the list are those with ties to the Middle East. Um, and like I said, most of them are living actually overseas. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you found yourself on that list, then uh, you would have access immediately to a district court. The presumption would be to, to prove that you belong on the list would be the government's presumption, mm -hmm. not yours. You're innocent until proven guilty. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that's a bedrock principle that we have. And so the government would have to explain why uh, you're on that list and the government would have 14 days to do so. And if they couldn't produce evidence, credible evidence, there would have to be reasonable suspicion to put you on the list and credible evidence that uh, they produce to show you should be on the list. If they fail to produce it within 14 days, then you're able to purchase the gun. Plus, if the gov government, if you had to spend any money, hire a lawyer, uh, then the government would pay your legal fees. So there is a strong uh, due process protections in here if somebody were to be on that list. But the, the, the principle we're going by here is if, if somebody is too dangerous to put on a plane, then they're probably too dangerous uh, to, to sell a firearm to. And, and that, uh, as long as we have this war on terrorism like this, then we've got to make provision for that. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, so much of what goes on in Washington, we, we citizens sit back and wait for somebody else to interpret for us. And, you know, we've either got our, our pro-gun rights groups that are interpreting for us, or we've got the media or whatnot. And it, it's, it's hard. We have to take the time to invest ourselves right. in, in reading the bills and in finding out for ourselves. Um, but I've got to tell you, I tried reading the bill, and I, I don't have a law degree. I'm fairly intelligent. It looked like somebody spilled some alphabet soup on a paper. It, <laughs> it's really difficult. Um, yeah, it is. 
And so, you know, I, I don't know what the solution is for that because I know you have to word things a certain way to be a legal document. But, um, you know, I've got two businesses to run. I've got the laundry going. I've got dinner to cook. And then I've got to somehow invest, you know, however many hours to, to look at this bill so that I can, I can decide for myself what could you say to people that are feeling like me? Like, how do I understand what you're trying to say, Senator Flake, so that I know how I feel about and whether I support the bill you wrote? Well, you know, it's outside groups uh, often play a useful role. um, And, you know, immediately they have people here in Washington who read the legislation and try to put it in layman's terms for people to understand uh, sometimes uh, it's more accurate than, than others. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> advocacy groups on both sides will kind of uh, take uh, take a few liberties, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what we try to do is on, on my website, and if we don't have this up, we will soon, uh, an explanation of, of what uh, this legislation does. So you can go right to our website uh, to do it, uh, to find just kind of a, a, a summary of each of the provisions. And I know some of the other sponsors, like Senator Collins or Senator uh, Graham or others, Senator Ayotte, uh, have the same. And so that that's I, I would encourage everybody to to look and not not just rely on one source, mm-hmm. uh, but look at, at a number of sources to uh, you know, I to see what that. this does. I appreciate that because you know some of the the pro gun rights groups they'll just kind of like throw a picture on Facebook up of you looking like you know something yeah. evil, and I'm like. Wait a minute. I don't know that he hims. I don't know that Senator Flake himself suddenly became evil. Maybe the thing he wrote you disagree with, but I just to me that's not an intelligent way to approach things, and it bothers me. And I'm trying on our show to, like we say, engage, educate, and inform. I want to help people to better empower themselves to form their own opinion, and so I appreciate that um, that you address that. Oh, I, I appreciate that. And uh, like I said, uh, there are a lot of sources now, and I would just encourage people go to go to more than just one and don't take my word for it. Uh, go to another site as well. But, uh, but I think you'll find in this case with this uh, legislation that, uh, that one, um, it is consistent with the Second Amendment, uh, and certainly it protects uh, the principle of due process as well. And that's, that's extremely important. Uh, we've we, we do have a war on terrorism. We have people coming over here um, or who are homegrown, uh, like this individual from Florida, who are U.S. citizens, uh, who would uh, like to do harm to others. Yes. And we, we want to make sure that, that uh, and in this case, uh, for example, this Mateen individual who shot up the nightclub in, in Florida, he was once on the so-called selectee list, mm-hmm. but uh, the, the investigation had been completed. They didn't have enough to keep him on that list. Uh, if our legislation had been in place, uh, he would have remained on that list, at least for the purpose of the FBI getting notified if he tried to purchase a weapon. And uh, then they could have intervened uh, had he done so, and this might have been avoided. Uh, there's no certainty there, but uh, but we want to give the law enforcement community the tools that they need while protecting everyone's constitutional rights. Right, and not hampering any individual the, to That's have right. the ability to maybe be the good guy with the gun that, you know, is protecting their family and their, That's right. their own life. Well, That's right. thank you so much for taking so much time to be with us here today. You bet. I, I Thanks, like and sorry I have to run off to something else, but this I, has been very... Uh, very useful to me. I, uh, I appreciate it. It's wonderful. I appreciate it. Now, we're going to be back in D.C. in about a week, and I'm hoping I can at least run by the office and say hello, but I know you're busy, so um, I'm going to line that up with uh, with your helpers there, your, your assistants. Please do. And, Look forward uh, to seeing you. Yeah, the grandbaby wants to see you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you, Senator hey, Thank Flake. you much. Appreciate uh-huh. it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, stick around. We have lots more coming up on Gun Freedom Radio.
Hey everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy, and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting, military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. Auctions take place the first and third Tuesday of every month and are full of a great mix of antiques, collectibles, jewelry, guns, and coins. Visit our beautiful air-conditioned showroom off the I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 East Western Avenue in historic downtown Avondale. You will find a friendly and knowledgeable staff, comfortable chairs, and we even serve free birthday cake at every auction. Or bid from the comfort of your home at potofgoldestate.com. Don't miss out. Everything is going, going, gone at potofgoldestate.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, educate, and inform. Sponsored by AZ Firearms, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. We're about to be joined by good friends of ours, Andy and Nancy Ginny of Rudy's Barbecue. So since we are Gun Freedom Radio, sometimes we'd just like to take a few minutes and tell you about the people who are passionate about their freedom and who serve our fellow citizens and serve this country. Andy and Nancy are fine people who not only run two locations of Rudy's Barbecue, one in Goodyear and one in Chandler, without the help of a no-gun sign on their door. (laughs) But they do show their patriotism by donating every chance they get to the first responders and our military. Hey, guys. Are you there? We are. Are you both there? Did I get you both? Yep. Hi, Cheryl. Oh, fantastic. We, uh... Since we're pals, we, we text, and the last text I got, I thought maybe I was just going to have Andy on, so I'm, I'm excited how, that How that come every there. time I hear your guy's name, I think of Prime Rib? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know the good stuff. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Now, Rudy's, we're, we're saying Rudy's Barbecue, and we are in Arizona, so when Dan said in Goodyear and Chandler, that is in Arizona, but we are a nationwide show, so there are Rudy's in other locations, right? Or are we just going to torture people by talking about how good it is and they can't <laughs> get to one? Uh, we have them all over Texas, almost any city in Texas you can find one. Uh, we got a couple in New Mexico. We got a couple in Colorado. Um, so we're all over the place. We actually got two more in Oklahoma now, too. Mm, well, lucky, lucky people. My, I have two brothers that live in Oklahoma, so they're probably taking notes as we as we talk. It's, the food is amazing. Um, the atmosphere is really uh, fun. I mean, describe what you would say your atmosphere is over at Rudy's. We're just a, a down-home country barbecue feel, uh, more like a picnic, actually, when you come in. we got picnic tables out on the patio, air-conditioned patio. Uh, and then just regular table and chairs in the dining room so you can just you know, buddy up next to the family next to you and enjoy a good old family meal. All disposable, so it's all the fine china coming out. <laughs> exactly. I mean, the plates are, are basically the paper that the, the fresh-cut meat, the fresh-cut prime rib was, was laid in, right? Yep, it sure is. I'm making myself hungry here. All right. Well, you know, like we said, you you guys have this amazing restaurant, but you also have these amazing hearts for service. And um, for, I want to thank you for what you do for our troops and our first responders. And and what are some of the ways that you love on our men and women in service? 
Well, one thing that we do every day is we do a, a military discount, uh, 10% for anybody with a military ID, spouse or retired included. And then on Mondays, we do a military Monday. Um, so you get 20% on Monday if you come in. Um, another thing we do is, is a police discount every day for uniformed police officers when you're on duty. We, we'd like to help them out and give them a good meal to keep them motivated. Um, we do this uh, nice thing where we turn our camel cup, our, our big plastic large cup, into a camel cup for the month of May, and those proceeds all go to a military charity. Uh, this year they went to the Folds of Honor, so um, our local chapter here in Arizona, both stores here, donated to that, so we're very proud of that. Um, we've done a lot of things. I can go on and on and on, Cheryl. Um, you, as you, you all know, we're very um, connected to Fighter Country Partnership mm -hmm. um, here that supports the airmen at, at um, Luke Air Force Base. We've done, we've worked, partnered with them for many charities and uh, helping out. Um, we've done a, the DPS, Arizona DPS, did a big fundraiser for multiple sclerosis, and we were lucky enough to come in and give them a killer deal and make some serious money for their charity. Um, so, you know, anytime we get a chance, um, we're out there trying to help. We've donated uh, food for the uh, soldiers at the Senior PGA Tour up in Desert Mountain. Um, so, you know, we, we try to do every bit we can. Well, you do. And it's incredible to me to, to see how invested you are in the community. And, I mean, you guys are just about yes, honestly. Every time anybody has asked you, anytime we've asked you, uh, if you'd be a part of something we're working on, uh, community service or something for the first responders, you're just, yes, when and where, boom, done. It's never, well, let me check my schedule, and, well, I've really kind of already given for this month. It's just incredible to me to know people like you in today's world. Well, you know, we, we really appreciate that. And, you know, we pride ourselves on understanding, you know, what keeps our business going is, you know, the community. <laughs> It's so true. Now, you said something about a camel cup. What does that mean? The camouflage cup, we turned the, we had our usual <laughs> black cup, and we turned it completely black, put the camel print on it. I am laughing um, at myself. I thought you said camel, camel. Like, <laughs> like the animal. Oh, my stars. And I know we have a camo cup in our vehicle right this there you go. Maybe next year we'll come up with that. <laughs> no, I'm like, does that mean it's like a never-ending refill or something? I mean, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing ideas out there now because I'm trying to save face for for hearing the word wrong. <laughs> Danny's really cracking up at me. All right, camo cup. I knew that. Um, well, you know, I also want to take a second and thank you for your service because Miss Nancy, you were in the Air Force, right? I was. I was in the Air Force. Um, and we're proud to say we have two sons who are in the Marine Corps right now, currently serving. And one of our other sons was in the Army, and he's now a veteran. My so, yeah. goodness. See, that is wonderful to me that that's become, you know, a family legacy. And, and I also know that, you know, really, even if it's just your son who's serving, it still is the family sacrificing because you've got to be without him for holidays and for you know I mean who knows because when you guys sign up for the military you are you're signing up for the long haul and up into giving your your lives right every family member uh, military family member is a family member to us because we're all family because we're all serving one uh, the same goal you know absolutely um, Danny is writing me a note right this minute. He's asking me, what is the corn called? Because we, we love that cream corn. It should be in the dessert <laughs> section. should be in the dessert section. It really yeah, should. It, Go it ahead. Should be in the it's more like a dessert. It's very sweet. What is it called? Cream corn. Yeah. It's a fancy name, Dan. I mean, <laughs> you could never convince me to eat cream corn, but Cheryl put some in my mouth. And I fell in love with it, and it's like the best. Y'all need to try that green chili stew sometime. Oh, my gosh. That's got a little bit of a, a bite to it, doesn't it? A little bit yes, of a kick. Yes, it does, and it's delicious. It is. Oh, my gosh. And then you guys have these things for breakfast. What are those? The uh, tacos, right? Breakfast tacos, yep. You can get them with egg, cheese, and the, a meat item like brisket or breakfast sausage, bacon, um, chops, things like that. Or you can mix and match. You can come up to the counter and you can put potatoes and 
bacon and cheese and all kinds of good stuff in it. For, for me, it's the brisket. Morning, oh, yeah. noon, night, I don't care. <laughs> it's about the brisket. And then maybe I steal one of Dan's uh, ribs because he likes the um, the baby backs. Oh, my but if goodness. I'm eating there, I like the prime rib. The prime rib. <laughs> the mm-hmm. I think that's a little secret you guys have over there. People just don't think you can walk into a place and get prime rib there. And it's so good. So I want to touch back on something we said in, in the lead in that you now i'm assuming it's all rudy's but at least the two locations that you have here in arizona somehow you've managed to stay in business without the protection of that sign on your front door that says don't bring your guns in here now how does that work without that on the front door we're able to have the protection of the guns in the store exactly Um, you know the, 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 the uh, police, firemen, everyone they eat to, um, we're not going to discriminate. And most of all, you know, we like to joke that we're from Texas and, you know, we, we, we have to support the guns. So. <laughs> it's right. It's like part of your, your heritage, part of your bloodline. It's part right? of our heritage. <laughs> it is. It is. I don't know if I'd be much help for you guys. I carry a concealed weapon, a concealed gun. Oh, you said, said weapon. weapon. Did wow. you hear that? I, I carry oh, a concealed Broke its own rule. I do carry a concealed uh firearm firearm when i go to your store but i'm so busy trying to figure out where that next rib is that i can't pay attention (laughs) to anything else (laughs) oh my goodness but we really we appreciate that danny and i and i know the entire um community of people that value our second amendment rights appreciate that you you don't try to disarm us at the door and and because we believe that puts us in greater danger than just letting oh, oh yeah. it does. definitely definitely does I'm no place safer than rudy's at lunchtime that's <laughs> exactly you see all the police cars out front and uh <laughs> half of our staff probably in there with their open carry um so well we're about to wrap up but i did want to to do two things one is to to thank you guys so much because you helped us scratch two things off our bucket list you introduced us to the fighter country partnership who took us out to the Barium Goldwater bombing range. That was awesome. And then they had a golf tournament, that, and they needed this thing called, you know, a, a shotgun start. Well, I'm not a golfer, so I didn't know about this shotgun start. And we're like, well, we don't, we, we do have shotguns, but what if we brought out a howitzer cannon and fired it off on the lawn of the Wigwam Resort here in Arizona, and somehow somebody said yes to that? That was because of you guys. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. And then the the second thing is, now that we've made everybody hungry, how do people find a Rudy's Barbecue near them? The the best way to find is to go to uh, rudys.com. Just hit the location button, and it's going to pop up in your area and show you the Rudy's that are closest to you. Um, But here local in in Arizona, you know, we we have the one in in Chandler and the one in Goodyear. Um, Right off the I-10, very easy to find. I love it. We are definitely going to make a stop by there on our way home from the studio today. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to come on. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Thank you again for for your service in the military and your family service and for all you do to serve those who serve us. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. Bye. Now stick around because we still have lots of great stuff coming up. And our next guest is somebody that has been in the news a lot lately. He is Nikki Stollard. And he, I'm sorry, she is a trans woman spokesperson for the LGBT Pink Pistols gun group. You do want to stick around and meet her. Bye-bye. I'm Rob Morse from the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Each week we share stories about men and women who saved lives. Now I'm asking you to be a lifesaver as well. The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today, they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf.org.
And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun? Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. Be a part of the gold rush and head on down to see my friends at Potty Gold Auctions in Avondale, Arizona. Or check out the auction online at PottyGoldEstate.com. These folks auction off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Everything is going, going, gone. So you best hurry and tell them Don Cogger sent you. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. And we are so glad you're here with us today. If you've missed any part of the show, please be sure and go check out our website for the recording of each and every show we've done. Uh, It's gunfreedomradio.com. You just click on the on-demand tab and sit back and enjoy because there's, uh, what are we on, episode 45 now. So there's a few of them on there. Most of them are two hours each. We started as a one-hour show uh, about a year ago, but we we quickly jumped into two, and Dan's constantly trying to push me into three. So um, (laughs) How about an all-day show just where we just... Take the mic everywhere we go. It wouldn't be fun, but uh, we we have two businesses to run. But anyway, our theme today is don't hear what I'm not saying. And we are pushing back on some of the misperceptions people have about the gun community and the mischaracterization that sometimes even comes from fellow pro-rights people or groups in our own communities. And if you want to talk to someone who feels misunderstood at some point in her life or who has had other people try to speak on her behalf, please meet my friend, trans woman and spokeswoman for the Pink Pistol, Miss Nikki Stollard. Nikki, are you with us? I am here. I am so excited to talk to you on the radio. We've been talking quite a bit uh, on the phone uh, ever since that horrible tragedy in Orlando, um, you know, about what's going on with your group and how it's just growing by leaps leaps and bounds. Um, So tell us a little bit about, you know, the Pink Pistols and and what what the Pink Pistols is about. How did it start and, and what's going on with it now? Well, Pink Pistols started organically off the Internet around 2000 and from about 2000 really to about last the other week we were just pretty much chugging along we had about 45 chapters about 2000 members or so nationwide we are an LBGT self-defense group uh, we were focusing predominantly on training we occasionally get involved in lawsuits if you know we'd help we to lie with other groups and stuff next thing you know Orlando hits boom so now we're just growing. We've got more uh, media in the last week than in the last 10 years. We've quadrupled in size on our Facebook. Uh, I've been really very pleasant about the outpouring of support that's come from America. Many mm-hmm. conservatives and many gun trainers have stepped up. They're offering to train people. Uh, we have a real shift going on. Um, it's- yeah, so we're, we're, we're just like, we're we're doing really great and i love that and one of the other things i love about your group is that you are so inclusive you are so welcoming you you don't put up these these red um rope barriers that's saying well if you identify as part of the lgbt community then you're welcome and everybody else stay on the other side and and i think that's wonderful well, self-defense is a human right, and probably about 25-30% of the people who actually come to our shoots are actually single straight women. So ironically, we're helping a lot of straight women learn how to defend themselves. So we figure that 
uh, yes, we learn to help ourselves, but we help others and stuff. So we build good bonds. We break down barriers and stuff. And, you know, we predominantly just have a live and let live attitude. So it's a good thing. It is a good thing. And and one of the things I particularly just love about you personally is that you you don't make anybody walk on eggshells around you. You know, like as I was leading out of the last segment, and I, I accidentally said him. And then I thought, you know what? He's not she is not even going to be mad at me about that. And that helps break down barriers right there. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your personal journey, how, how you came to be a trans woman? Well, in all honesty, I knew I was wrong from the time I was a teenager, but I joined the military. I thought it would be something that would pass as I got older and stuff. But when I got into my 30s, my life was just spinning out of control. And, you know, basically when I got to my 40s, I loved my parents dearly. And when they passed away, I got an inheritance. My kids were grown, grew into adulthood. And... I made a change because basically I had to. I tried to rationalize and reason out, but uh, from the research I did, basically, uh, I believe that uh, I had a terrible accident during the time my mom was, you know, I was being carried when she was pregnant and I was born the wrong gender, so I corrected it. And then, um, you know, I've been right now since 2007, and I just live my life and go about my daily basis, and, you know, I grow from both my masculine and female energies and you know life is a lot more balanced and definitely much more happier now than i was in the past nikki hi i'm i'm dan i'm the co-host for the show so were you raised with guns all your life actually i grew up in new york city so i actually grew up with a very anti-gun uh mindset but growing up as a child and stuff and seeing just the daily murders happening in New York and how, you know, good people were just basically victimized people living in constant fear. When I left New York and I saw that, and I saw that people could own firearms and stuff. And, and I left that feeling of always being like, you know, living in fear and stuff. I always felt that gun control was bad. And when I left New York and stuff, I got to live in areas that we weren't living in fear, and that, that just reaffirmed my feelings that Second Amendment rights are very important. And the last thing I want to ever see for the rest of the country is for us to have New York-style gun control laws, which basically are civilian prohibition. What you wind up having then is only bad people having arms and the cops. And the cops, in all honesty, they broke my heart, too, in the 1970s. Uh, in the 1960s, when I was a child, I looked at the cops. And I thought they were the greatest people. Then in the 70s, we had all these scandals, corruption, and stuff. So, mm. yeah, I got kind of tainted on law enforcement after that. That's... Although I've met, although I've met a lot of good cops since, and a lot of them are my friends. So I need to qualify, come back with that. Sure, and it really, I think everything comes down to the individual person. And, and that's why I think you are such a good spokesperson for not only gun rights, but also the LGBT community and, and the pink pistols. And so, you know, we, we've been saying for quite a while that, you know, if you have been part of an, a marginalized community, if you've been in, victimized in any way, you're, you're part of a minority community, you should be on the front lines you know, fighting for each and every syllable of each and every sentence of each and every constitutional right. And and then yet there is this huge portion of the gay community that they don't uh, feel connected to their Second Amendment rights and that part of the Constitution. How do you bridge that in your community? Well, yeah, there is a divide there. The, the LBGT community unfortunately got lined up with progressives in the late 60s, early 70s, and progressive politics became gay politics. Uh, my view is this, is that I do not like big government. We're all in many ways a minority. So the best way to protect my rights is to protect other people's rights and vice versa. And this is very hard because what that basically means is that I have to protect the legitimate rights of people who may actually despise me. I may have to protect the rights of people who say things that I absolutely disagree with. But just like the, but, but rights, it, it's, it's a balancing act. Basically, if you have the government that's big enough to provide and protect all, governments that big can also turn on you. 
and governments have big, if, if you become an unfavorable minority and the government turns on you, you are in a world of deep hurt. So my thing I say to the gays and stuff, hey, it wasn't that long ago that the government was here in the U.S. was turned against you. And then if you look at other countries worldwide and stuff and you see the love that is happening to gays in various Islamic countries where their idea of love is to kill you, mm. um, you know, really, you know, do not put your faith in your government. Put faith in yourself. Put faith in your communities. Make alliances with other people. Agree to disagree. We don't have to like. We don't have to care, even associate with each other. But what we need to do as Americans is to watch each other's back and defend ourselves. That's so true. And I think it was you that wrote the Facebook uh, post that you were addressing, you know, look, so when I go to the polls this, you know, anytime, but especially this year, you know, I if I vote for this person because I'm supporting the Second Amendment rights, I might be actually hurting myself in some other area of my life. But if I vote for this other person to support, you know, my my right for uh, uh, same-sex marriage and so forth, then I'm voting away my Second Amendment right. So I've got to, right? Isn't there sort of this tension? I think we all feel it, but I think it's more focused right now for the LGBT community. What do you say about that? Well, you know, I, you know, our group stays away from actual elective politics because we're in a no-win situation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, if I'm going to get involved in politics, I'm going to get involved in between elections and stuff. And that way um, we can focus on things that happen between the elections. But I'm about bridging people and stuff. And if people are basically button heads and stuff, you know, it's, it's, a no, it's a no-win situation. You know, the best thing we can do at this point is to grow and uh, expand dialogue and then put a fire, put a flamethrower underneath our elected officials to focus in on real problems and real things that need to get done rather than divisive issues that are just spinning nowhere. Absolutely. Well, we are nearly already out of time and we are definitely going to have to have you back on. But uh, you were saying that you believe that you could be a powerful voice if you could uh, go to the Republican convention and discuss what happened in Orlando. Um, I would love it if somebody out there that's a listener could could connect with with uh, Nikki Stollard of the Pink Pistols and and start talking about that. And I I agree with you. What what would you see happening if that if you could find a place on that stage? Well, what I would see first of all is I would thank the conservatives and the Republicans who stepped up to help the Pink Pistols to set aside differences and to help. That's one thing, because I disagree with this narrative that's being pushed by the gays against guns, that this attack was only a hate crime uh, done by the Republicans, the Christians, and the NRA. What happened in Orlando was an Islamic terrorist attack by a traitor, and we as Americans need to set aside our differences and come together, because ISIS has said that they want war on our home soil. We're all different. We need to come together as a country and fight this because if we do not fight ISIS, they, they and their ilk will destroy our country. And, you know, we're a country about freedom. We're not about submission, submit to the will of Allah or, or any other religion. This America is about freedom. We need to come together to help ourselves. And that along that lines, that's what I would say at the Republican convention. And I would like to show... America, that although I do have differences with many Republicans and stuff, uh, there's uh, many good Republicans and could show that the party truly is actually, is truly the actual open party rather than another party. The Democrats uh, appear to be actually in lockstep and putting our country on a fast uh, freight train off the cliff. Nikki, I'd just like to make a comment. You have several chapters out there, right? We have chapters uh, growing that are popping up. We've got, we had about 45 chapters, but a lot of new ones are popping up. Uh, San Diego, for instance, uh, San Diego and West Hollywood, we got new chapters that popped up just like in the last 10 days. Uh, San Diego wow. has 108 members. Uh, West Hollywood has 200 and close to 230. And the National Pink Pistols, our membership on our Facebook shot from 1775 last week, and we're close to 7,700 members now, and we're growing. There's another group called um, Operation Blazing Sword. Uh, the person's working with us, but they stepped up on their own, and it's linking 
gun trainers and gun dealers with people in the LBGT community, people who work together. They put, put a map across the country. It's on Facebook, and it's growing. I mean, really growing. So we're bringing a lot of people together on well, this. Well, Nikki, I, the reason I bring this up, I think that's great. Great, good, good accomplishments. But, you know, if, if your members would take people that are not gun-friendly, neighbors and associates, and take them shooting, you, you would really see some growth. Uh, we've been doing that all along. Fantastic. Well, Nikki, thank you so much for coming on. I have to have you back on again. And if you do happen to end up on that stage at the Republican convention, you have to let me know, okay? Oh, well, you know, like I said, hey, if any of your viewers and stuff, you know, please, because uh, the dialogue that's being run, if, if, it, if it's not challenged... Mm-hmm. If, if the Gays Against Guns, this new group, is allowed to go unchallenged and stuff, we will have President Hillary Clinton, uh, and basically we will be fight. We will be have the, a very hard choice come 2017. I don't want any of us have to make that choice. I agree with you. Thank you again so much. We'll talk soon. Bye bye. All right. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Well, stick around. We still have our second hour, so don't move a muscle. We have two more great guests coming up to talk about our topic today. Don't hear what I'm not saying. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. Come listen to the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Hear about armed civilians protecting people they love. Were they lucky or were they prepared? Come listen and learn at selfdefensegunstories.com. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. 